Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there. This is a podcast for learners of English. And it's uh, made possible thanks to donations from my listeners. If you'd like to make a donation, just click one of the yellow PayPal buttons on my website. Uh, the podcast is also supported by sponsors. The sponsor for this episode is italki. I recommend their services if you're looking for a one-to-one teacher or a speaking partner. Uh, they have loads and loads of qualified teachers to choose from. Uh, teachers who do lots of different things in English teaching, different areas of specialisation. You can look through their profiles and choose the right person for you. And when you buy some talking time, italki will send you a voucher for a free lesson. To get the offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk UK slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello there. Hello and indeed hello as well. Have I said hello yet? If not, hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I hope you're doing just great. I hope you're doing totally great. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. Welcome back to Podcast Land. Very nice to be talking to you today. So today is Tuesday, the 29th of October, and I'm recording this today um, because, well, we're going on holiday for a few days, for about a week, uh, starting tomorrow. And so there'll be nothing from me for about, I don't know, whatever it is, six, seven days, something like that, uh, while we're away and doing our own thing. And so I wanted to record something today so I could publish something just before uh, going away on holiday so that you'd have something to kind of, something to chew on um, while I'm away. There are there are um, loads of premium episodes that I've uploaded recently. I did premium series 17 and a couple of pronunciation videos. So there is stuff there that you can get your teeth into and just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium if you'd like to uh, get stuck into that stuff. But uh, in any case, here's an episode for you and it's going to be a sort of a light-hearted one. Um, I wanted something fairly quick, something kind of uh, fairly hassle-free for me to record for you today. Um, something that doesn't require that much preparation, something I can kind of have a bit of fun with in order to produce your regular bit of English listening content that you can use uh, to help improve your English. The idea being that if you listen regularly, if you listen for longer periods, and if you listen long-term to English naturally like this, that it's basically very good, very good for your listening skills, which help with things like pronunciation, which in turn helps with things like speaking. Also, it's good for just that imprint of grammar and vocab you know, just that regular sort of uh, imprint of just uh, absorbing, listening, uh, noticing uh, bits of language as it comes up. That's the whole idea, isn't it, with Luke's English podcast? So there we go. All right, then. So what, what, what's, what, 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 um, what's this episode going to be about? Well, it's jokes. It's just another one with some jokes in it. And uh, 
I like to collect jokes. You see, I like to kind of um, go on online and find uh, lists of popular jokes and and keep them, which I can then use later. Uh, obviously, when I'm doing stand-up comedy, it's it's different. Um, doing stand-up is not really a, a case of just telling jokes like this. There are some comedians who do that. They kind of have their whole act is about delivering these dry one-liners. People like, um, what's his name, Tim Vine uh, spring to mind. But for me, my stand-up is not about going up there and telling jokes one after the other. It's much more about kind of telling stories and talking about my life and my experiences and things. So that's different to stand-up. For me, jokes are just fun to like share with my friends and things like that. And I like to do them on the podcast. So if you're a long-term listener, then you'll know that uh, I've done loads of episodes about jokes in the past. Uh, the first ones were called Telling Jokes in English. I think it's about three parts. And then there are lots of others, including jokes from the Edinburgh Fringe um, and uh, things like that. So jokes are quite good fun, really. And it's the sort of thing that I like to do on the podcast, even though, of course, um, uh, presenting jokes to learners of English is often problematic. And often I get no reaction at all. If I ever tell a joke, like, for example, if something comes up in a lesson, and it's just something I know I have a joke for. And I'll say, okay, I've got a joke for you. Uh, and I usually will say, you know, you probably won't laugh. Uh, and that's fine. I'm used to it. Um, and then I tell the joke. And of course, you know, maybe one or two of them will laugh because they get it. But then it's sort of, I have to explain it, which would be awkward. But I mean, I've done it so many times now that it's not really awkward anymore having to explain a joke that I've I've taught. I mean, it's not awkward anymore. There have been awkward moments. As you might know, if you've listened to the podcast long term, I've told several stories about uh, sort of telling jokes to groups of people and getting no reaction from them at all. Um but um, anyway, it's quite fun to do on the podcast. But there is obviously that thing about um, dissecting the frog that we know uh, very well. Uh, that quote I always say whenever I explain jokes or humour on the podcast. Uh, explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. Um, it's possible to learn something from it, but the frog dies in the process. So maybe these jokes will die a death if I have to explain them. So I've picked these jokes out of just, I don't know, just sort of random websites that I've come across when looking for jokes. Usually when I'm trying to find jokes, most of the ones that I find are awful. I mean, there are a lot of really awful, horrible jokes out there online. Uh, and so you have to kind of sift through all the crappy jokes in order to get to any half-decent ones. I mean, I'm still not completely satisfied with this list, to be honest. So that's why I've called this episode Terrible Puns. It, is it called Terrible Puns? I haven't actually decided what the name of the episode will be. I think it's going to be called something like, um, you know, 10 Terrible Puns or 15 Terrible Jokes or something like that. Um... So what I'm going to do is I've got a list of like one or two line jokes here. How many have I got? Let me just have a little look. How many jokes do I have here? So this is a list of, um, so I'm just trying to get my Google documents to work properly. I've got an automatic uh, bullet point, like numbered bullet point list, but it's gone all wrong. And there's lots of extra numbers in there. So, okay, 15. I've got 15 jokes. No, less than that. It's about probably about 13, 12 or 13 jokes um, here. Okay, there you go. That's 13 jokes. Uh, yeah, we've got 13 jokes. No, it's 12 jokes. I was going to say 13, whew, unlucky for some. Actually, wait a minute. 
It is 13. Okay, unlucky for some. 13 terrible jokes. I mean, I probably should have done a Halloween episode, right? I should have done an episode for the 31st of October about horror and Halloween stuff. Uh, If I have time today, maybe I'll do something else on that. But this will probably be horrific enough. This will be horrible enough because um, these jokes are probably going to be awful and there are 13 of them. Ooh, unlucky for some. So let's get straight into it. What I'm going to do is is play a little bit of background music, just read out the jokes in a very deadpan manner. I'm going to just do it very, very dry. I'm not going to do it kind of like, so, you know, hey, hey, I'm not going to do it like that. I'm just going to say the jokes in a very dry and matter-of-fact way. And I think I'm going to play some sort of slightly serious-sounding music over the top. So I'm going to play a track that my brother made a few years ago. Most of the music I play in the background in episodes of the podcast is made by my brother. And you can check out his uh, work on SoundCloud, JT2000. Search SoundCloud for JT2000, and you'll find a lot of my brother's tunes. So we're going to have some slightly serious-sounding background music, and then I'm just going to read through these jokes in a very deadpan and sort of serious way, and then I'll go back through them and explain them. And then after that, there'll be some longer jokes as well. And longer jokes are quite good because they're good for, for learning English because you can try and practice the jokes and remember how to tell them. So, I mean, everyone should have a few jokes like in there in their head that they can say when the time is appropriate you know when you're sharing jokes with your friends or something and so having a couple of longer jokes that you know well that you can kind of say well is quite good so you might want to use these longer jokes as well to to sort of learn and practice telling them and then use them but only at the right moment so let's have this serious music and then um some jokes okay so Are you listening carefully? Are you focused? Can you understand these crappy, crappy jokes? Here we go. Right. So, I had a, uh, I had a brain transplant, right? I had a brain transplant. Now, I wasn't originally going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. So did you hear about the guy who cut his whole left side off? He cut the entire left side of his body off. Yeah. Luckily, he's all right now. So I love telling jokes. And uh, I love jokes about all the subjects, like science. I've got science jokes. like Chemistry. I know I have some scientists listening to this. So I, I would tell you a chemistry joke. But the problem is it probably wouldn't get a reaction. So, I love eating. I love eating things. And and I'll eat anything. In fact, the other day I tried eating a clock. I tried to eat a clock, but it turns out it's very time-consuming. Took me ages. Number five. So, I'm reading a book at the moment. I love reading about different subjects. And I'm reading a book at the moment about anti-gravity. I tell you what, it's impossible to put down. So I was doing some uh, cooking the other day. I was making a cake. Making a cake and uh, I accidentally swallowed some food colouring. You know that stuff you put in food to make it different colours? So I accidentally swallowed some food colouring. I feel terrible. I feel like I've died a little inside. So did you hear about the guy who uh, got cooled down his temperature 
dropped all the way down to absolute zero, he's okay now. So I asked my dad, right, if we could turn him into a salad ingredient. I was like, Dad, can we turn you into a salad ingredient? But he wouldn't let us. Last night, yeah, I was dreaming. I was in bed. I was dreaming last night. I was dreaming that I'd written Lord of the Rings. My brother said I was Tolkien in my sleep. So, um, why is South Korea so much more inviting than North Korea? Why is South Korea so much more inviting than North Korea? Well, it's because North Korea is a soulless place. Yeah? Hmm. So, have you heard about the difference? What is the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? Well, one is really heavy and the other one is a little lighter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got two more jokes left. So I I, I used to have a soap addiction. I was completely addicted to soap. But uh, it's all right because I'm clean now. And number 13, unlucky for some. Next time you feel cold, right, just go and stand in the corner because it's always 90 degrees there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. Just try the try the fish. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Thank you. Okay. So let's go through that again. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit of background music here just to kind of, just to add a little bit of our atmosphere. So some more of my brother's music. Okay, so let's now dissect the frog here. Let's now go through these 13 different jokes and... Uh, dissect them. The frog may die, the joke may die in the process, but maybe it's worth it in order to help you learn English. So, how many of those jokes out of the 13 did you get? Did you get them all? I'm, I'm playing this sad music in the background. Just in case you started to feel joyful, or just in case you started to want to laugh about these jokes for any reason, you know, no... Okay, this is a learning English podcast, okay? There's no fun to be had here. No laughter and joy here, okay? This is serious business. We're learning English. That's why there's this sad music in the background. So, joke number one was, I wasn't originally going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. I wasn't going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. Well, to get a brain transplant means to, you know have a new brain isn't it to change your brain your brain and your mind are kind of the same thing so getting a brain transplant and changing your mind are kind of the same thing so i wasn't going to get a brain transplant but then i changed my mind (laughs) okay let's keep going number two no laughter did you hear about the guy who cut his whole left side off He cut the entire left side of his body off. Luckily, he's all right now. He's all right now. Well, yeah, he's okay. He's all right, meaning he's okay. But also, he's all right, meaning he's just the right side. Like, he's only his right side. So he's all right. There's no left because it got chopped off. So so he's all right now. Just the right-hand side of his body. Yeah. Okay, very stupid. One of the things I like about jokes is the ridiculousness, the surrealism of them. You know, like a guy who got his whole left side of his body chopped off. 
it's just very bizarre kind of image but it somehow works in the end because the punchline ties everything together like yeah he's all right now more sad music in the background all those dead frogs what a pity so um yeah i like the surrealism of jokes so obviously uh i'm sure i've done that one on the podcast before do you remember have i ever done that one on the podcast before i think i have anyway the guy who got his whole left side cut off he's all right now yeah 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 all right that's the yeah that's the standard number three i would tell you a chemistry joke but i it would probably get no uh, (laughs) i would tell you a chemistry joke but it probably wouldn't get a reaction so to get a reaction, meaning like to get a chemical reaction. When you're doing chemistry experiments, you're hoping to get a reaction, right? You're mixing chemicals together and stuff, and you're hoping to get some sort of chemical reaction. So I would tell you a chemistry joke, but it wouldn't get a reaction, meaning it, it, you wouldn't react to my joke. Okay, so it's really the double meaning of to get a reaction. Number four was, uh, so I tried eating a clock, and it turns out that it's very time-consuming. <laughs> so obviously if something even more sad music wow this is like a little mix of uh, my brother's tunes that i did a while ago that i thought i'd use in the background of episodes but it's so kind of sad isn't it it's like a documentary about sort of loads of people who died in the winter i don't know why they died presumably because it was cold Mm, sad very sad story a very fitting soundtrack to this episode all about jokes but you know remember it's for learning english and if if you don't find them funny then then uh then then fine you know you shouldn't because it's this is a serious learning english podcast so time consuming if something is time consuming it means it takes up a lot of time it consumes lots of your time but time consuming could mean eating as well so time consuming could be like eating a clock it's literally like consuming time so not only does it mean it takes a long time but also it means you're eating a clock so eating a clock is very time consuming i mean like jokes like this for me are sort of moments when the language kind of goes wrong it's like they're little um glitches in the language almost where it can be possible for a sentence where one little part of the sentence can mean two things and the sentence gets derailed and goes off in the sort of other direction that you don't expect. So number six, um, no, number five, I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. So if you say a book is impossible to put down, it means you can't stop reading it. It's really interesting. It's, you know, it's impossible to put down. But the book is about anti-gravity. So it's literally impossible to put down because of the anti-gravity. You see, so, uh, I don't know, the the book is flying up into the air because of anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. Classic stuff. Number six. So I accidentally swallowed some food colouring. I feel like I've died a little inside. So this is based on the word die. Okay, so to die something. So uh, you can die, obviously, which means that your life ends and you're, then you're dead. But also to die something, D-Y-E... Like you use food coloring to dye the food a certain color. You might use like uh, um, fabric dyes to dye clothing certain colors. So I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. So I ate some food coloring. I feel like I've died a little inside. Which and if if you say that you feel like you've died a little inside, it means you feel sort of deeply disappointed 
about something. It's a feeling deep inside you that suddenly, like, full of disappointment, you feel like you die a little inside. Uh, so, you know, like, for example, when she told me that she was leaving me, I felt like I died a little inside. Uh, but to die inside, meaning with the food colouring, maybe your your stomach is now blue, so you've died a little inside. Uh, number seven was uh, the guy who got cooled to absolute zero. So his temperature was lowered to absolute zero, and he's okay now. So absolute zero is zero degrees Kelvin. It's like a different temperature scale. It's the lowest possible temperature. So he's okay, meaning he's all right, but he's okay, meaning he's zero Kelvin now. Another one for the scientists. Number eight, I asked my dad if we could turn him into a salad ingredient. Ingredient To turn someone into something would be to transform them into it. I don't know how we're going to transform him into a salad ingredient. Maybe we are like the wizards from Harry Potter and we can sort of do a special spell uh, and uh, then he becomes like a, a salad ingredient. So we wanted to turn him into a salad ingredient, but he wouldn't let us. He wouldn't let us. So he wouldn't let us turn him into a salad ingredient, but also he wouldn't lettuce, like lettuce, the the, the green uh, leaves that you use in a salad. So he wouldn't let us. Uh, <laughs> now, this is sort of, I quite like this in the way that it's quite inventive with language. So first of all, obviously, it's let us. He wouldn't let us do it. But also, he wouldn't lettuce, let us um it, the sentence is treating the noun lettuce as if it's a verb so he just wouldn't lettuce <laughs> meaning he wouldn't become lettuce i i actually like that because of the surrealism that's involved in it uh that's the kind of thing i was talking about before about the kind of bizarre surrealism so i asked my dad if we could turn him into a salad ingredient but he wouldn't lettuce number nine Last night, I was dreaming that I'd written Lord of the Rings. I love this joke. I have to say, this is my favourite one of the list. Last night, I was dreaming that I'd written Lord of the Rings, and my brother said I was Tolkien in my sleep. So this, I think, is actually a very good joke. So Tolkien, obviously, was the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien. And Tolkien sounds a little bit like talking, like, hello, I'm talking, right? So talking in your sleep is when, obviously, you know, some people do it, right? They suddenly start speaking when while they're sleeping. It's very strange. So, um, but in, in in this case, I was dreaming that I'd written Lord of the Rings and my brother said I was Tolkien in my sleep. So I was Tolkien in my sleep because I dreamt that I'd written Lord of the Rings. So, in fact, it's true. This is when um, jokes work both ways. The good jokes work in both directions. And this is an example of that. So I was dreaming that I'd written Lord of the Rings and I was Tolkien in my sleep right? Uh, but also, it could be possible that I was talking in my sleep as well. So I like that joke because it makes it makes sense from both angles. I was talking in my sleep. Uh, number 10, South Korea is so much more inviting than North Korea. South Korea is so much more inviting than North Korea. If something is inviting, it means it's friendly and you want to go there, you know, because like, um, it feels like they're very friendly and they're giving you an invitation to come. So it's a very inviting place. South Korea is so much more inviting than North Korea because North Korea is a soulless place. <laughs> Not quite as good as the previous joke. So Seoul is how we pronounce the capital city of South Korea. Seoul, 
S-E-O-U-L. We, we pronounce it soul. And if something is soulless, it means it has no soul. Like S-O-U-L. Your soul is like your spirit, your heart. Heart and soul, okay? So uh, North Korea, there's no city in North Korea called Seoul. And so it's a soulless place. That's why it's not very inviting. Yeah. It's a free podcast, isn't it? So you're getting your money's worth, definitely, on this one. Um, number 11 uh, goes like this. Have you heard about the difference between a hippo and a zippo? A hippo is a hippopotamus, one of those large grey creatures that you find in some uh, countries in Africa, right? Hippos, they're huge things and extremely dangerous. They've got huge mouths with big teeth in them. Uh, that's a hippo. And a zippo is a cigarette lighter. It's kind of in a metal uh, case metal casing and you click you flip it open and it's a cigarette lighter okay so have you heard about the difference between a hippo and a zippo now this is a classic joke structure here this is like what's the difference between blah 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 and blah 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 thing so what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo well one is really heavy that's the hippo and the other one is a little lighter yeah uh, so that is the like double meaning of the word lighter. So lighter could be the comparative adjective. One is heavy and the other one is lighter. But it also could be the noun meaning a cigarette lighter, something that lights cigarettes. So the difference between a hippo and a zippo, one is really heavy, the other one is a little lighter. And number 12, I used to have a soap addiction, but I'm clean now. I think everyone must have got that one, right? If you didn't get that one, then I don't know, you must, you can't have been listening carefully. And uh, number 13, next time you're cold, go and stand in the corner. It's always 90 degrees there. So this is quite fun. I like this joke because it's, it's bizarre, but it's sort of true. So degrees can mean in terms of an angle, but also in terms of temperature. So we use the word degrees for both of those things. And so that's where this joke comes from. In the corner, it's always 90 degrees. So if you're cold, you can just go there. Okay, so that was 13 fairly terrible puns. Let's move on now to some longer jokes. I'm going to turn the music off there. Let's move on to some longer jokes. And yeah, again, these are just some jokes I found online. And uh, so they're like little stories, usually, these jokes. And stories are really good for learning English. Because what you do is you, you, you sort of, you practice telling the story. Now, you can do that reading the script, if you like. But also, what you should try and do is practice telling the story without reading the script. So you kind of make it up yourself as you go along. Once you know the basic beats of the story, you should then practice telling that story yourself uh, without reading it from a script. The most important thing is that you remember the main uh, parts of the setup to the joke. These are the most important details that help the joke actually work. And the other thing is obviously you have to remember the punchline at the end. That's vital. So you've got to practice telling the joke a few times, including telling the punchline in the right way. So long jokes, great for learning English. So I strongly suggest that you practice telling these jokes again and again. So what you could do is just listen to me tell the joke and just listen and sort of understand and enjoy the joke, hopefully. But then afterwards, you can practice telling it again and again. You could maybe compare your version with my version. The script for this joke will be found on the page for this episode on the website. So you can just kind of like uh, go through uh, that and you can read it or you could even like copy paste the text and uh, remove some of the words and things and then put them back in from memory. It's a good way of testing your English. And ultimately, you should try to be able to 
actually just tell these jokes in a in a relaxed and, and enjoyable way. So the first joke is called To Absent Brothers. Now this one is a slightly cliched thing in that it's about um, an Irish guy. And in jokes, I mean, to be fair, we used to in England, we used to tell lots of rude, unfair jokes about the Irish. And Irish people were often portrayed as being quite stupid in jokes. But there are also quite a lot of Irish jokes that are a bit more sort of... Um, what's the word for it uh a bit more friendly in tone really and and but you it's a bit of a cliche that in a joke with an irish person that they are always drinking guinness so i mean it's quite sort of sweet really i mean it's not meant to be uh rude or mean or anything um but here's a here's a cliche joke about an irishman so the the joke is called to absent brothers so an irishman walks into a bar in dublin and orders three pints of guinness and sits in the back of the room drinking a sip out of each one in turn. So he's got his three pints of Guinness and he's got little sip from one, little sip from another one and a little sip from the third one. And that's what he does, each one in turn. And when he's finished all three pints, he comes back to the bar and he orders three more, right? And the bartender says to him, you know, you know what? Like a pint goes flat after I draw it. Like after I've poured the pint, eventually the pint will go flat it'll lose its fizz so i think it would taste better if you just bought them one at a time and the irishman replies shall i do an irish accent well you see i i'm not going to do it well you see i have two brothers well you see i have two brothers no i'm not going to do the irish accent it's not good enough one is in america the other one is in australia and i'm here in dublin and when we all left home, we promised that we would drink this way to remember the days. Then went, don't do that, ladies and gents, when you're telling a joke. So the Irishman replies, well, you see, I have two brothers. One is in America, the other one's in Australia, and I'm here in Dublin. And when we all left home, we promised that we would drink this way to remember the days when we all drank together. The bartender admits that this is a nice custom, and he leaves it there. So the barman thinks, okay, fair enough. So, um... When he was with his brothers, they used to drink like that together, three pints together in the pub. And so now uh, he, they all drink like this to remember the days when they all drank together. So he's remembering his, his, his two brothers that are in different parts of the world. Fair enough. The Irishman becomes a regular in the bar and he always drinks the same way. He orders three pints and drinks the three pints by taking, taking drinks from each of them in turn. Little sip here, little sip there, and then another little sip One day he comes in and he orders two pints. All the other regulars in the bar notice and they fall silent. Oh no, why has he only ordered two pints? When he comes back to the bar for the second round, the bartender says, look, I don't want to intrude on your grief because he's thinking maybe one of his brothers has died. I don't want to intrude on your grief, but I wanted to offer my condolences on your great loss. The Irishman looks confused for a moment and then a light dawns in his eye when he realises. He goes, oh no, he says, everything's fine. Everyone's okay. I've just quit drinking. All right. Do you get it, ladies and gents? So the reason why he's only got two pints is not because one of his brothers has died. It's because he has given up drinking. He's quit drinking. So the two pints are for his brothers and the one pint for him, he's not having because he's quit drinking, which is obviously ridiculous because he's still drinking the two pints for his brothers. Okay, just stupid stuff, stupid stories, you know, uh, but it's all just a bit of fun. 
But I do recommend that you try to practice actually reading and telling these stories yourselves. It's a good exercise in storytelling. And storytelling is really, really important for communication. Stories are maybe the most powerful way to communicate a message. We know this now from years of presentations and doing business. In fact, it's ancient oral storytelling. So jokes are a kind of mini version of sort of the oral storytelling tradition. So I think it's good to learn a few jokes. Um, Next one is called Some Things You Just Can't Explain, and it's a bit rude. So, some things you just can't explain. So, a farmer was sitting in the neighbourhood bar getting drunk. So, the farmer's in the, in the bar getting drunk. A man came in and asked the farmer, So, hey, why are you sitting here on this beautiful day getting drunk? The farmer shook his head and replied, Well, some things you just can't explain. So, what happened that's so horrible? the man asked as he sat down next to the farmer. Well, the farmer said, today I was sitting by my cow, milking her, right? Milking my cow. And just as I got the bucket full, she lifted her left leg and kicked over the bucket. The milk went all over the floor, lost all of it. Okay, said the man, but that's not so bad. Some things you just can't explain, the farmer replied. Right, so what happened then? The man asked. The farmer said, well, I took her left leg and I tied it to the post on the left. So the wooden post on the left, I took her left leg and I tied it with a piece of string to the post. Okay. And then, well, I sat back down and I continued to milk her. And just as I got the bucket full, she took her right leg and kicked over the bucket. Milk went everywhere, lost everything. The man laughed and said, what, again? The farmer replied, well, some things you just can't explain. So what did you do then? The man asked. Well, the farmer said, I took her right leg this time and I tied it to the post on the right with a piece of string. So her left leg is tied to the left post. The right leg is tied to the right post. Okay. And then, well, I sat down and began milking her again. And just as I got the bucket full of milk, the stupid cow knocked over the bucket with her tail. Hmm, the man said and nodded his head. Some things you just can't explain, the farmer said. So what did you do, the man asked. Well, the farmer said, I didn't have any more rope or string, so I took off my belt and I tied her tail to the rafter in the ceiling. And in that moment, my pants fell down and my wife walked in. And, well, some things you just can't explain. Okie dokie, ladies and gents. I did say it was a free podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) you're getting your money's worth on this as i said all right then let's have the next joke and this is one two two more jokes and i'm not sure which one is worse the one we've just had or the last joke uh that i've got here on my page so anyway this one is called the british abroad so it's all about a british man who went to spain okay so roland don't know why his name is Roland, but it is. Roland, an Englishman, went to Spain on a fishing trip. And while he was there, Roland hired a Spanish guide to help him find the best fishing spots. So he he paid a local uh, Spanish guy to uh, to help him find the best places to go fishing. And since Roland was learning Spanish, he asked the guide to speak to him in Spanish and and to correct any mistakes of usage. Together, they were hiking on a mountain trail when a very large purple and blue fly crossed their path. 
The Englishman pointed at the insect with his fishing rod and announced, Mira el Mosca. The guide, sensing a teaching opportunity to teach Roland, replied, No, senor, la mosca es femenina. Roland looked at him in amazement and then back at the fly and then said, Good heavens, you must have incredibly good eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that joke. So, um okay. Right, so let me just explain that. So, so the guy, the Englishman with his Spanish guide see, sees a little fly and he says he tries to say something like, "Oh, there's a fly." Um and uh, the guide corrects his Spanish because he said "el mosca" and it's actually "la mosca." The the, the Spanish guy says it's feminine <laughs> and, and Roland's like, "What?" That's how did you? Oh my goodness! You must have amazingly good eyesight. So he thinks that he's looking at uh, the flies like genitalia and identifying it as feminine, and then correcting his Spanish after that, which is quite fun, you know, for for British uh, people, like for people speaking English who don't have gender in the language. It's always quite funny to imagine the randomness of like masculine and feminine nouns in other languages you know just the, the weird way in which it's it seems to be decided so uh yeah for roland the spanish guide was able to see uh the the flies little little balls or or uh or something yes well it was feminine wasn't it so well anyway you get the idea the previous one you got the previous one as well right with the, the some things you just can't explain so this is like the thing that he keeps saying and because the cow keeps knocking over the milk he ties the left leg to a post the right leg to a post ties the tail up in the air with his belt and then his trousers fall down his wife comes in the wife obviously thinks that he's trying to shag the the cow he's trying to have sex with the cow because of this weird arrangement and his trousers fallen down and yet again he says some things you just can't explain because how would you explain that to your wife if she came in and you were there in that situation it would be sort of inexplicable i would say right so are you ready ladies and gentlemen for the oh the the the, the real the cream of the crop here in terms of pushing a punchline to its absolute limit okay so you've got to focus very carefully on this one we're going to really push the 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 envelope here okay we're really going to kind of push a punchline as far as it can go maybe to breaking point so this joke is called twins okay so um during desert storm operation desert storm do you remember that it was like the uh, attack on saddam hussein's iraqi forces back in the early 90s during desert storm an american air force officer met a saudi air force officer and their love of flying bonded them together and soon they became friends one day while making small talk the discussion turned to family each expressed how much they missed their wives and children. The Saudi officer decided to pull out his wallet and show pictures of his family to the American. When the American saw the picture of the Saudi's family, he was shocked. Hey, that looks just like my son, he said, referring to one of the Saudi officer's children. That looks just like my Juan. So Juan is the name. <laughs> That may be important later. The Saudi officer explained, Well, about 15 years ago, I went to Mexico to drill for oil. While I was there, my wife and I decided to adopt a young boy. We named him We named him Amal, and he has grown up with us. Okay, get it? So the Saudi officer went to Mexico, and they adopted a child there. They called him Amal. 
The American said, well, about 15 years ago, my wife and I were stationed at the American embassy in Mexico City, and we adopted Juan, and uh, he's he's in high school. I wonder if your boy and my boy are twins, because they're both adopted. Excitedly, both officers compared the boys' birthdays, and sure enough, the boys shared the same day. So both this American soldier and Saudi soldier both adopted Mexican children who turn out to be twins. So they agreed that the two boys must be twins. Immediately, they vowed, they promised that after the war ended, they would meet in Los Angeles and have a big reunion to unite the two long lost brothers. When the news media received word of this, they created a media frenzy as they eagerly promoted the day when the boys would meet. Eventually, the, de- the big day arrived and local, national and international news outlets, as well as several hundred onlookers, descended on LAX airport in Los Angeles. Uh, there was a festive mood in the air and representatives from the Mexican, American and Saudi Arabian governments attended. However, to the disappointment of the assembled crowd, a representative from Saudi Arabian Airlines announced that the plane had been delayed and would be over six hours late. (gasps) Juan's mother took the podium and addressed the crowd in a serious voice, saying, well, everybody, to be honest, you might as well just go home. There's no point in waiting here. And one reporter said, well, why would we want to go home? Why would we want to do that? And she said, well, they're identical twins. If you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. Oh, oh my God. Ouch. Okay, I'm sure that a large part of the audience now... Well, there's... Okay, I'm going to divide the audience. So some of you are at this point going, huh, what, what, huh? What happened? What, uh, what, what year is it? Who's the president? What's going on? And so others are going, oh, oh dear, I feel a little bit ill. I feel like I've died inside a little bit. Um, I think that's probably it. So... Uh, now, you need to know the phrase, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. I kind of, maybe I mispronounced Amal's name. It should be Amal, right? If you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. Maybe this joke only works in an American accent. If you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. Amal. Seen Amal. Okay, that's it. So if you've seen one, you've seen them all. And if you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. You see, they sound the same. If you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. It's a bit like that stupid joke I did uh, years ago on the podcast, the, 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 the prawn story. Remember that one? I've found God and I'm a born again Christian. Or I've found Cod and I'm a prawn again Christian. It's kind of like stretching the punchline to breaking point. So, okay. So these two people from different countries find that they adopted twins. So they decide to uh, reunite the twins and the whole world's media get involved. And it's a big story and everything. And it turns out that the plane is late. And the mother of Juan says to the press, you might as well just go home. Because to be honest, if you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. They're identical twins. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Oh, God. Okay, ladies and gents, that's the end of this episode. I'm going to put you out of your misery now and end the episode. Is there any music still playing? There is still this slightly sad music playing in the background. (laughs) Well, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. 
despite the fact that, um, well, I mean, you know, you weren't disappointed, right? Because the title of the episode was Terrible Jokes. So we had 13 little jokes, like one-liners. Then we had, uh, number 14 was To Absent Brothers. Uh, Number 15 was Some Things You Can't Explain. Number 16 was The British Man Abroad. And then I think number 17 was Twins. So it's going to be 17 Terrible Jokes Explained. That's what this episode's going to be called. 17 Terrible Jokes Explained. Thank you so much for listening to 17 Terrible Jokes Explained. And um, I hope that you feel okay and that you don't feel like you've died a little inside listening to this episode. Um, 17 frogs lay slaughtered on the laboratory tabletop here. I'll be disposing of those um, unfortunate little specimens. But hopefully we've learned things in the process. Like, um, let me just... Uh, what? Do I... Can I... Can I... Can I review any of the language? I wasn't going to get a brain transplant, then I changed my mind. He's all right now. I would tell you a chemistry joke, but it probably wouldn't get a reaction. I tried eating a clock. It's very... What? It's very time-consuming. That's right. I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's... It's impossible to put down. I accidentally swallowed some food colouring and now I feel like... I feel like I've died a little inside. Did you hear about the guy who got cooled to absolute zero? Well, he is... He's okay now. I asked my dad if we could turn him into a salad ingredient, but he wouldn't let us. Mm-hmm. Last night I was dreaming that I had written Lord of the Rings. My brother said I was... What? I was Tolkien in my sleep. South Korea is so much more inviting than North Korea because North Korea is a soulless place. Have you heard the difference between a zippo and a hippo? Well, one is really heavy and the other one is a little lighter. And I used to have a soap addiction, but I'm clean now. And next time you're cold, go and stand in the corner. It's always 90 degrees here. Boom! We're on fire on on Luke's English podcast. I'm not sure we're really on fire. I think we're mildly warm. It's, It's mild here in the podcast uh, in with all these jokes. Thank you for listening. I'll speak to you again when I get back from my holiday, I expect, unless you sign up to LEP Premium in the meantime and get some proper English lessons and no horrible jokes. Okay, speak to you soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.